encounters improve the quality of our lives. Encounters come to reveal to us the futility of life without God. Encounters will activate purpose and calling in our life. Encounters come to restore intimacy and fellowship. The land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw a great light, and to them which sat in the region and the shadow of death, light is sprung up. Encounters come to restore intimacy. Encounters come to reveal to us the futility of life. If you don't have a relationship with God, anything of value can become God to you. Welcome to Encounter Jesus Ministries, sustaining an experiential knowledge of God and walking in the fullness of our eternal ordination. Now, listen to God's servant, Apostle Oropo Michael, as he takes us through an encounter with the Word. that God will bless us in no little way this evening. I know I am so persuaded. Now the only point that I need for us to make some um, arrangements around is from your own end. And so we're going to ask the Lord speak to me in clear terms this night. Allow your word alter anything that should be altered address any matter around my life there is no place that your word cannot touch this night please give God that course over your life give God that permission give him that space something is about to happen something we would never recover from I know I know he has not called us to seek him in vain he has not gathered us to waste our time he has not called us here to tell us stories. There's too much he wants to do. And so we must angulate our hearts. We must come prepared. Can you just lift up your voice and register your expectations before God? I did not stroll into this place, oh God. I came here with definite expectations. Make sure your expectations are well defined. It is only the expectations of the just that will not be cut short. Don't get tired. Don't get tired. Don't get tired. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Separate me from the crowd. Separate me from the crowd. That has been my prayer for some time now. Separate me from the crowd. Address me 
Address me this night. Let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow. Flow, let it flow right here, right now. As the river flows, it begins to bring everything into life. It's a lucky the river, oh, let it flow right here, right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please, you can turn to your left, to your right. Exchange pleasantries with someone and be gloriously seated in the house of God. There is so much excitement, so much confidence, so much rejoicing as regarding the creation of man. So much confidence God has as regarding this creature. So much confidence God has as regarding what he is capable of achieving. But time and time again, it has become obvious that man has continued to underperform. And so every time the spirit world wants to probe whatever is the cause of any of man's predicament, the most you know, logical explanation, the most meaningful explanation they have put forward has been ignorance. So there's so much as touching what God expects from man and who man is. First, that man does not know himself. That man has not come into self-realization. And so time and time again, every time God encounters a man, one of the first burden of that encounter is to bring that man into a knowledge of his pre-incarnated identity in God. So much so that people can be running, thinking they are making progress, and then when God encounters them, he changes their name. That, that change of name is, is to find a way to redirect the, the, the progression of their life. They probably have found another purpose. And mind you, every one of us, you will find a particular area of strength in the flesh. There is a dimension of God's anointing wield to everybody from the studios of eternity. You don't need to know Jesus to wield that one. It is such a matter that is described as talent in the parable of the talents. That one, you, would, you will have a particular area of life where you do something without stress. You do something with ease. You do something without much, you know, effort. It just comes natural to you. The problem with that is that when you enter time, not even God can dictate how you will use it. You can even use it and fight God. Not even God can stop you until you meet in eternity and account for how you used what was given to you. In the light of this, God can give you an unusual ability you know, to win the heart of men. And most of the times, we are not careful enough to begin to observe the peculiar area of our graces. The things we want are spectacular events, you know, to happen around our life. But most of the times, your biggest inheritance comes as one of those 
you know, small capacity God gave you that you know you can recreate any day, any time. It becomes your area of advantage. And most of the time, in the flesh, you will begin to build an empire using that particular talent that was given to you. The strength of God, which is actually supposed to help man, Every time man begins to build his empire and hits a roadblock, God was not part of the idea all along. Maybe you just open your eye and you discover you are actually unusually beautiful. <laughs> you know, I met someone. She began to share stories with me that she enjoys fav that the favor of God is upon her life. That the favor is, 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 is too much. <laughs> that she started listing. That do I know that the house she is living in, it runs in six figures. That she's not the one that paid it. That look at this car. It's another person that bought it. So I asked her one question. She, she, she actually listed a lot of things. So I said, let's just be clear. All these people who have favored you, are they all men? So she paused for a while, thought, thought it through and said, yeah, they are men. What, what are you driving at? I say, it's not favor. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to speak to one sister here this night. Go Look for favor first. When people need something from you, and they need to pretend, they need to do anything, just as a means to an end, it's not favor. It's not, and you cannot sustain that economy for long. So just in case you find out that for you, your, your beauty is striking. You, you can begin to build something using that natural advantage. Mind you, that one, it came with you. There, there was no effort put in place to secure that advantage. Some of you open your eyes and the family you found that your expression was, was connected to is a, a very wealthy family. So you probably don't have to struggle with many of the other things people who don't have such advantages will go through. That is also an advantage. <laughs> You didn't labor to secure it. I can go on and on and on again about many areas of advantage people can find just resident in them without any effort. No man is qualified for the help of God until you come looking for that help with the crown. The crown. The crown. Many of us, you know, when something goes wrong, people begin to lie down on the ground, roll on the ground, beg God, you know, cry, and most of the times, the help of God only comes to support a man who has done effectively with that particular strength that they wield to him before time began. So for instance, let's say you are someone who was given a capacity of say five talents and you are able to effectively deploy that five talents for the cause of the kingdom. When you are coming to seek the help of God, you will bring the crown of that five talents. Every victory the five talents has won for you, you will bring it. It's only he that is faithful in little that they give more to. And that little is what is that little advantage that they gave you that you came with. If you don't find yourself using, you know, there, there, there are too many people that think they don't have anything. In fact, the scripture speaks concerning such people. It says even such that they have will be taken away from them. Nobody is empty. Everybody came with a unique dimension of God. The challenge right now just becomes clear that we are looking at the big picture and we have not been able to maximize that, that follow-come. That's, that's what I can describe it as. There is a grace that came with you. 
the first labor of man is to find the area of his strength. When you identify it, you will use that strength until you come to the end of yourself. Then God becomes the continuation. How do you, how do you even expect God to be a help to you when you have nothing you are doing? That office of God as our helper is, is, is to become your strength when your own strength has failed you. Man have not discovered why. Man have not even taken time to stumble upon the reason for life in the first place. And the totality of our expression becomes self-centered. Today I want to share something that I believe will bless us in no little way. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, very quickly. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Let me just read it out for us. The Bible says, And God formed man from the dust of the ground. Glory to God. Please let's read together. Everybody is projected. One, two, go. Of the dust of the ground. Please wait. Follow me carefully this evening. I just want us you know, to take it line upon line. There's no rush. And we won't stay long also. The first statement here says, The Lord God formed man of the dust. Please, is the, is the word there from or off? Good. You know the way you say, um, um, Pastor, Sunday of Makodi. Huh? They were showing you his source. They were showing you his origin. That this creature called man, he is of dust. If we are together to this extent, please say amen. amen. I know many of you will not say amen. You will not say it yet. <laughs> that he is of dust. And that dust is the dust of the ground. They put a comma for every other person doubting. And every time a comma is used, is, is to create a demarcation be between a process that has been achieved and a continuation of something else that will follow it. At this level that we have this comma, the Bible says God has formed man. If, if English means anything, it says God formed man from the dust of the ground. Number two, second process, and breath into his nostrils. That breath is the breath of life. That breath changed man's nomenclature. No longer called man. Man became. Can you say became? So they are showing you he evolved. He was man while it was dust, but they added breath, the breath of life, and they say he became. His nomenclature have changed. Now his new nomenclature is a living soul. Ah, you will see, you will see that from Eden till now, there are three models of man. And it, it, it is still available in the earth. In fact, if you take people to the labs, if there is any lab like that, and test what model, you will find that the majority of mankind are dust. Dust. Dust man. Who is, who is dust? The same way God did not need to breathe into fishes. He didn't breathe into cattle. He didn't breathe into the birds of the air. But they are all alive. The breath that was breathed into the nostrils of man was not to make him alive. It was to activate another kind of life in him. The same way the fishes became alive without breath, man at this level of dust 
was already alive. He had just biological life. The same life every other thing has at that level. He will only live to satisfy what he feels like. He will only live for the moment. He will be powered by hormones and feelings. That's all that will control him. And God does not want man to remain in this level. So God stepped up his life form by empowering him with another life form that can regulate the demand and the desire of hormones. So in this level where man has become a living soul, he will find out that even if his body gives him... Mind you, when man was dust, so that we don't lose focus on what we are sharing, Satan will not have even need to tempt him. His, his, his will will naturally gravitate towards anything that is ungodly. And I want to use this teaching to show you that the various components of man have tasted of dominion. The flesh has been in charge before. They have seen that he is not trusted. That was why they moved base of dominion to the soul. The soul was trusted. They saw that it was it is not capable of, of handling this responsibility. So they moved it to the spirit. I will show you the last model. Because I have shown man, I would like to call it dust man. We have man also, living soul. And then we have man which is the latest fashion, the life-giving spirit. The difference between dust man and living soul is that it will take the new birth to become a living soul. Because as dust, all you, you are living for is me, myself, and I. Anything that does not benefit you. In, in fact, in dust, there is spirituality. The spirituality of dust is self-seeking. It all becomes a pursuit of just for self. If you find out that all your prayer points from January to December does not reflect kingdom one bit. It's always about me, myself. I, I want us to be honest with ourselves this night. Just check. If there was no time God easily casted a burden on your shoulder and you carried with that burden, prayer points that don't particularly reflect directly on you, but you, you stayed and prayed with it. If such things don't happen to you, all your prayer... You know, it's my, 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 my. That's, that's dust prayer point. The only thing he knows is himself. Dust use everything, including God. God is used. I was sharing something similar somewhere and someone got very angry with me. There is a way you would, you would just be serving tables. Be serving tables. Eh? You would think you are making progress because you are recording testimonies. At the end of the day, when, when they give you your report card, there is nothing about kingdom your life pushed. It, it has just been yourself. And everything you labored for is closed inside time. Oh, tonight I'm truly hoping that there will be people here, while you are trusting God, of course, to make some level of progress physically, there must be a level of commensurate progress spiritually too. You must have inheritance in the city to come. There must, be, there must be a level of confidence you have that all of your, your possessions are not just earthbound. And so our best songs, best songs, there is something that makes me come into your presence, my helper. 
There will be a time soon. God will give you all you need. And you will find out that you are still not satisfied. Because actually, there is a vacuum in our soul. Only God can fill. When you come to that point where you have begun to seek Him, it is at that time, even your needs that you don't know about, the things you didn't have the right vocabulary to pray about, God will begin to make them come without your prayer. Today, this teaching aims, you know, at prioritizing the place of spiritual growth. That you are able to intelligently sit down and take stock. Do an appraisal. See where you were at January and look back in December. Many people only look at what entered their life as a sign of progress. This year, as God gives us grace, don't measure progress with possessions alone. Look at to what extent have I grown from a particular dimension of or version into another. Because, like I said, when you continue to labor, continue to pray. In fact, if you want to, if you want to see a, a level of hypocrisy, a level of deception and pretense, it is the religion you will find in dust. Dust. And dust is so self-conscious. He, he wants people to think that he is in tandem with God. Dust pays so much attention to what people think about him. Dust cannot carry any burden of God. In fact, dust cannot win soul. You can talk to somebody about God and the aim, the motive. Maybe because our, our father have declared, you know, that vision. And then you just feel, let it not be like, I, I, um, I'm not one of them. So you go, you know, just very dry. Just say, um, so um, op open to the book of John. Let's see. <laughs> I, I, I went to share somewhere, teaching. And then when the meeting was over, one elder took me to one of the offices there and said, um, so how, how old are you again? <laughs> so I told him. And then he, he laughed and said, um, can I open Jeremiah? I should, I should open Jeremiah. You want to show me something? You know, if you, if you begin to consider this matter, you, there are people you will not argue with. If you, if you engage somebody in the gospel and then the person begins to say the Bible also said, if you even eventually convince them, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. You can't, you, he, he will just, he, he probably just wants, let this argument die down. I labored somewhere, that's where I learned the lesson, there's no need to argue. Once, once you see the person being defensive, it means the Holy Ghost has not done the work that he was supposed to do before you, you start. You are not the one to convince anybody. It is the Holy Ghost's duty. So we, we went back and forth, back and forth, exchanging scripture. Then, after wasting my time, like four hours, he now said, well, when we get to heaven, we will know the truth. <laughs> dust have scriptures. The scriptures inside dust is for defense. It's so that when people are talking, it, it will wield one too. When, when you meet dust, 
don't, don't be quick to speak to him because he will have to do more of the talking. There, there are many dust in our midst. Many. They have a form of godliness. Once, once they say there is time for prayer in the office, dust would like to go and join. But he is not ready to live under the government of Jesus. Secretly, he has no desire to honor God. But anything, ah, if they are filling forms, he takes Christianity. The good thing about this discourse is that every one of us will start as dust. Because in Genesis chapter 5 verse 3, although this man was created first from the dust of the ground, God has breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and has changed him into a living soul. This man now committed sin and fell. So in Genesis chapter 3 verse 19, they, 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 they returned him back to where they upgraded him for. God looked at Adam in the falling state and said, dust you are, and to dust you will return. This is the person that was dust, and they have changed him to living soul. Now he has fallen. He has returned to dust. He has not been restored. In Genesis chapter 5 verse 3, the Bible says, and Adam lived for 130 years as dust, and began to procreate. The Bible says he begat a son in his own likeness. The scripture needed to emphasize that this particular offspring is now in Adam's own. Not in the image of God. Not in God's likeness. In this new breed of dust. So they began to populate the earth with, with a dust breed. It's because of this matter that the spirit world concocted a particular solution called born again. So that although we arrive as dust, every one of us. In fact, you may be enjoying, like I said, some ability, some favor in the flesh. It is not compared to the things that are reserved in your superior version. So you will need to lay down all of those things. You will need to sacrifice everything that has given you some level of ability. That was what we made reference to as your crown. You will bring your crown before God. That crown is everything you can do by yourself. You will bring it as a, a symbol of worship. And so it is clear that everybody will have to go to the cross for themselves. Going to the cross is so that we can be reborn. When you are reborn, that new birth gives you the chance to operate, especially in this new place called a living soul. What is the difference between this man as dust and the man as a living soul? The man as a living soul, he can interact. He can discern the frequencies of the spirit. He is now alive to that realm. He knows what is going on. In fact, his spirit has been reborn. And if you see a man in his full capacity just living, he is a spectacle. In fact, he is the most, he is the most wonderful invention of God. If you see the way God furnished the design of man, you will know that he, he prepared him for almost every kind of adversary. There are days you can be sleeping, just resting on your bed, deep asleep, and then without any physical reason. I don't know if this has happened to anybody. You, you, your spirit can just pick a signal to pray. And, and there is no logical reason why you want to pray. And your spirit will go ahead of you and begin to intercede. Then you wake up just to catch up with what has happened already. It is, it, is, it is a battle mode that it has switched into. And as at that time, 
If you now want to use your flesh quickly to say, what is going on? You now go and open your window at night to people. Is there a, you will not find any physical reason. Because it is discernment that is working. When we begin to become conscious about growth, one of the things you observe is that as a living soul, you will have access to the motions in the spirit world, but you will not be able to communicate the same to another. You can't bring another into that experience. This is why for a dust kind of man evolving into a living soul, the requirement is the new birth. But to go from a living soul into a life-giving spirit, the requirement is intimacy. You must become intimate with a spirit before you become one with him. As you spend more time, as you spend more time in fellowship, in, in, in fellowship, getting to know him, you will now begin to understand how to command the things he commands. The title of my discourse, so that to not be that there was no title. That of my discourse is winning by becoming. There are two known and well spelled out, you know, platforms of intervention in the scripture. Number one, and it's the most popular, the anointing. Everybody wants it. The anointing. Everybody is hoping that God will visit them. And every time the anointing will be used, there must be a vessel to communicate it. And so the anointing will mean that a man will continue to hold and maintain that situation until his change comes. The challenge with the anointing, which is not actually a bad thing, is that every time the anointing commands your deliverance, it comes with a condition. They leave you with an advice. They say, be careful not to go back to your old ways, lest a more terrible fate will befall you. Before Satan secures a space in a place, he will first secure an alternative route to come back in case you discover that first one he created. So, if we are dealing with sickness, a spirit of infirmity that mantles on a person, and then you come, maybe in a miracle service, and then you, you become, you know, uh, 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 very intentional about your healing. You, you, you claim your healing, you declare it, and then you pray. One of the things the Spirit will easily do is to come out. Because he knows that how to return will not be a challenge. It, it, it has taken time to leave many areas, many channels, many holes that he can use to return to that vessel. And so returning becomes the easiest way. But unfortunately, when they return, they don't come back alone. They come back reinforced so that the strength you use to check them out in the previous time, it will require more than that. Sometimes you are just strolling to church and as you near this door, the demon will leave by himself. <laughs> he, will just, he will just go and wait where you parked. Because he is persuaded that it's the same version that will return. There's nothing different. Ah, how I wish that we can enter the presence of God. And then the world can restructure us. Then you go back outside. And everything that thought they have predicted, everything about you, realize that the, the locks have changed. They have changed the password. 
The same person comes to church, sits down. In fact, you don't want to know how much we are distracted as a generation. Sitting down inside God's presence right now as I'm speaking to you is only a handful of people who are really here. There are demonic attacks on our mind. There are people that cannot gather themselves into a particular moment for five minutes. They are always traveling. You sit down. Two minutes you are gone. Now the spirit have taken you back home. That was the house you were since. He just told you, are you sure you closed that window? Hey, he has carried you. He has gone. When he will return with you, your deliverance, everything is done. He will just come back with you and say, go to the car. And he was waiting there to enter you again. How many people don't realize yet that they are under attack? I would, I would like to share something this night. The Bible says, I returned. I think Ecclesiastes 9-11. And I saw under the sun, the race is not to the swift. Battle is not to the strong. Bread is not to men of understanding. And favor is not to the wise. He says, but I discovered something. He says, time and chance happened to them all. Meaning that if spirits attack your strength, they still have not found any way to stop you from winning because strength don't win this race. If spirits attack your intellect, they, they, oh, Abba, some of you have seen it over and over again. There are people you feel you are more qualified than. You feel that if life is fair, and so the summation of the average young man in our generation is that this life, no balance. And why he says it, he says it like he has discovered something. Adam discovered that thing before you. It was, it is not, this, all the foundations are out of course already. The only two things spirits can play with around your life now that can truly affect the outcome of your life is time and chance. Do I go ahead and share people who are under attack? They cannot use their time well. They know what is right to do for the moment. Some people call it procrastination. You, you are just giving it fancy. It's, it's spiritual attack. You know I am supposed to be doing this now because it is necessary for this next phase. And the person continues to keep it for tomorrow. For tomorrow. For tomorrow. And suddenly the throne invites him and he has nothing to offer. He met chance. But he did not use time well. And so, as far as time did not prepare him, his chances will all be a waste. This is exactly what spirits do. They manipulate our use of time and ultimately our use of chance. How do they enter our chances? That one, you will need priesthood. You will need priesthood because to an extent, it, 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 it will be things that are above your control. But if it's about time, we have, we have students who would resume. Maybe your MSc. Or your PhD, even your first degree. From the first month of resumption, they, 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 they continue to pile materials. Then the spirit convinced them that you, have you discovered something about yourself? Then the guy says, what was that? Spirit says, have you found out that you is under pressure that you actually do well? <laughs> hey, don't believe that spirit. It's a lie. He said, you, have you, have you found out that you don't need to read as long as, as other people. Your own is just, you, you, one night you do TDV and then you would. Hey, just in case you have been, you have been thriving in that economy, 
you have, you have never reflected your true potential. They, 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 they take chunk of time from you. Mind you, mind you, let me prove to you that a spirit is involved. Wake up tomorrow, carry your Bible, open it and say, we study. And watch the, the multiple directions that your, your mind will be drawn to. From, from things that matter. And when the spirits see that you are, you are resisting everything, they will begin to bring legitimate reasons. Legitimate reasons. You will find out that the real area of contention is your time. Ah, when spirits come to appraise a tree, one of the things they say is, by this time, by this time, it ought to be fruitful. That is, there, is, there is a particular um, um, reaction. There is a particular change. The proper use of time must have changed you into. If time was deployed well. You know, I know a lady went to the university, you know, dropped out. Her dad labored, lobbied and secured admission for her again. She went, said she doesn't like school. She, she returned. You know, literally they were begging her. The dad says, now that I'm alive, that I'm with you, just, just get one, one qualification at least. She says, she, she doesn't just like stress. In that, in that, you know, back and forth, the dad now died. So things went from good to worse. And one day she was in a saloon. And a politician's wife came to make her hair. So she was one of those working in the saloon. And so they were just discussing on how, you know, tight things have been and how the country, you know, you know all those things people talk about. <laughs> so she, she was talking. The, the woman now turned and looked at her and said, um, young lady, what qualification do you have? Let me help you. So she stood in that moment and realized that every single time her father was begging her. Now, see the problem with this season. When the king invites you and you have nothing to offer, eh, they will give it to another. The, the, the other lady there that was not complaining about anything, they now say, what about you? She said, I, I have. going to bring. <laughs> Some of you, the Holy Ghost is saying, go on, go and learn this course. Go, go on, go on, take this course now. You, you say tomorrow, tomorrow. One day you will appear before a door and the only thing the door is requiring is that course you have refused to do. Just one. Spirits know where to hold you. You will turn tomorrow and say there is a pattern. Any pattern, any kind of attack will honor time and chance. Spirits are bound by these things. Can I, can I share something with you? You, you? you decided to go against your feeling, the way you know you are... You are, you, are, you are being made, you know, to go and then you, you committed yourself to study, to labor, to labor. Maybe you have a promotion exam coming and you labored one day to the promotion exam. When they saw that they could not stop you, your use of time, they saw that you have truly challenged and you won the war as regarding use of time. The next area they will come and play with is your chance. One day to the exam, you just wake up with a strange headache. They just want you to miss that, that window. Or you wake up feeling very sick. You cannot get up. Oh. You see, this is, this is, this is the storyline of many people. You have continued 
to underperform in every stage of your life. Even the result you are currently holding, you know you are better than it. Something tells you that this is not a true reflection of your capacity. You continue to underperform in every stage. And mind you, as far as ordination is concerned, God never puts you under pressure to be the best. God just expects you to be your best. Whatsoever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. Your might is what God wants. He wants to see that this is your own capacity. Can I share something with you? A person with, a, with, with let's say, a, a, a capacity of 10 and a person with a capacity of 5. If the person of capacity of 5 delivered 5 and the person of capacity of 10 delivered 9, the person of 5 has done better than the person of 10 because we are judged in the light of our capacity. Many of you, you know you are better. You are way better than the things you are settling for. But continuously, in every season, spirits continue to make sure you are not a true reflection of who you are. In Luke chapter 19, you, you will find a strange parable. <laughs> if you don't use what God has furnished on your inside, there is a special judgment. And it is judgment for stewards. That which was given to you, how did you use it? You will find that there is an account given. Jesus was given that parable to show that there is a particular judgment. This one is not for unbelievers. This one is for servants. You are already a servant of the master. He is your master, but they will still judge you. They are judging how you used what was given to you. That, that judgment is different. Now, in that look, chapter 19, you will find another category of people who said, we don't want him to reign over us. The, those are the unsaved. They, they have not accepted Jesus as Lord. There is another judgment for them. But guess what? The Bible says when the good man returned, the first people he asked for, he says, bring my servants. They are the ones that the first account will start from. Many of us here, you know that God has deposited so much in you. And you continue to make all kinds of excuses. That your excuse will not fly in eternity. They will, they will require everything that you were supposed to have, to, have, to have brought into the kingdom on account of properly deploying that thing that they measured into you. Oh. Something is telling you wherever you are now. If only you prayed more. If only you studied more. And these things, they are there. They are already spelled out. You follow them who through faith have obtained the promise. You already know they continue to lay it week upon week. This is the way. However, the devil makes sure we will never maximize our opportunities. There are people here that continue to fight with anybody that comes around their life. And they believe everybody is wrong except them. One day, they will stand and say they, they are a one-man army. There is something called the blind spot. It's not every area of your body your eye can see. If more than three people have told you something about yourself, go and think about that. And, and there are people that, you know, you know, you are oblivious to many aspects of your life. There are areas of your life only another will tell you. And, and, and more than three people came, you know, 
without any unnecessary criticism, say, can you watch your area, this area of anger in your life? And then your response is, may, may God give us understanding. That is, there is a, a level of understanding they don't have. That's why they, they, can't, they can't discern. <laughs> you have lived with a woman, a wife that have seen you exactly how you... You know, it's different from when you come out, people only have contact with you for 30-40 minutes, you return back, so they, they think you are a cherub. <laughs> Somebody now knows you, the person now says, watch this thing. Watch this area of your life. So, the guy now texted me and said, he thinks his wife has seen him finish. That he needs to come and retreat in my house so that she will, she will miss him for some days. She will know, she will know what, what, she, what she's playing with. <laughs> oh God, is blind spot matter. And there are people that everybody around them must be massaging them. If you mistakenly tell them something they don't like, you, you will need to have people that can talk to you in, in your team. I was sharing somewhere in Owere, I was telling them about how to build an effective leadership structure. Not everybody in your team must be doing yes sir, yes sir all the time. There must be people that can tell you this thing is wrong. And you need to keep at least two of those kind in your team. They are neither your son. They, they are not your son. <laughs> because when, when you start heading to hell, everybody will be saying, Daddy, <laughs> fire on. My goodness. You will be getting accolades and you are going to hell. The only people who have the stature in that moment to call your attention are those ones that they have nothing to lose. They, they, will, they, will, they will just tell you how it is. I, I have two of those ones in my life. I... I travel with them all the time. <laughs> so when we go from arriving as dust and we make our way to the cross, register with Jesus and a life is better on our inside. It becomes our own responsibility to begin to labor. To begin to behold him day and night until we become him. It is becoming him that you can now command everything that is his due. You, you right now can operate as a life-giving spirit. But mind you, when you arrive time, you will arrive looking like all the infirmity of your background. The challenges your ancestors were dealing with, you will have your own copy too waiting for you. It is like an application installed in the flesh. Everybody has something to deal with. There are tendencies hiding. In fact, some tendency, you will not see it until you are 20. You will not know that it's in you. You will be running your mouth, condemning people. One day, you will just find out that, in fact, there are tendencies that will require resources before it comes out. You will not know. You, you will not know whether you have pride until your bank account can give you the opportunity to be who you are. And if you are proud as a poor man, you are abusing pride. Because the... <laughs> your, your walking step eh, is... Your real walking step, there is one bank account that, that, that you use to know how you walk. There are many people, I'm telling you the truth, many proud people, they are just quiet now because they have not been given the ability to be who 
they are. Somebody, God multiplies his substance just small. Then he says, you know, I don't think God created man to marry one wife. There are tendencies hiding on our inside. Don't, don't look too far. Look around you. Look at where you came from. You, you will see one particular area of compromise that is peculiar to your bloodline. And they, they are waiting for the right season to deploy it. You too now, that since you now know that there is an ungodly prophecy waiting to happen, you will not live carelessly. You will, you will go to war quickly. <laughs> what do you do when you have found yourself in this predicament? The things you want to do, you don't see yourself doing it. The things which you don't want to do, that is what you see yourself doing over and over again. And then you continue you know, to describe that situation and at first, for the first five years when you are describing it, you sound like a holy man. They say, Kai, what a broken vessel. Then you become old and you are still saying the things I want to do. That you, you have never for once walked in freedom. What do you do when what has entered you has become too strong that your will cannot overcome it? Hey, as I tie my discourse up, there's, there's only one way to describe what I want to say. It's, it's a subject in, 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 it's a course in chemistry. They call it separation technique. When, when something has become too, too attached, let's say you carry salt and you put it inside water and you stay it, you stay it until the salt dissolves completely. So that, so much so that when you look at the water, you can't tell that there is salt. Unless you want to partake of the water, then you find out it's salty. You can't drink it. This is how so many of us have become. God, God cannot drink us anymore because we have been defied. And what has polluted us is not visible. So people who are struggling with a similar challenge are running to you who is also a victim. And they are asking you for help. And you are even opening your mouth to tell them, um, why don't you fast for seven days? Have you found out that there is, there is a way people who are going through a particular challenge will, be, will, will somehow, through an intelligence, always run to a person who actually either has gone through it or is going through it. And most times, you will find out that the devil will hide your compromise in a way that no eye can know. You, you will still be seen as an, an, a senior man in church. People will come and, and say, Sir, I know that if you pray for me, this thing will end. Now that's a fornicator there. And somebody came. His own challenge is that he watched pornography. The person they came to meet is an active fornicator. His own conscience is deadened. So he now looks at the guy and says, huh? <laughs> I remember many years ago because they, they want to give so much time to show that the, the, they have been delivered for, for, for many years now. Many years ago when I was in your shoes. He is still a prisoner. A prisoner. Then he says, um, why don't you start praying in the night? Don't ever let Satan give you any prayer routine. <laughs> when you want to separate something, 
that has gotten too attached. Something that probably has become a stronghold. You no longer have capacity to exercise will over it. It's this matter we are talking about. When you begin to pray, when you begin to pray, it is synonymous to kindling a fire. When you expose that water that is polluted or contaminated with salt and you want to get just distilled water, pure water, you will need to actually use heat to separate salt from water. And that heat, when you expose the water to heat, water will evaporate and then the salt will remain on the base of whatever container you are using. Now, your, your vessel is like that container. The altar of prayer is the fire. There is a prerequisite level, volume of prayer that is necessary to hit boiling point. That is why when somebody is praying, and then he is praying, and then you, you now come and look at him and say, you have been praying for one week, no result. Water, water don't start boiling immediately. It must hit a particular temperature before it starts boiling. The, that boiling point of water, I think it's 100 degrees Celsius. When it hits that point, it begins to boil. Now, the challenge, we are praying as a generation. Our challenge now is intensity. We, we need to hit the temperature that can cause for separation. There is a place you pray and cross into. Other things that are not of eternal origin cannot follow you to that place. Because of the heat you went through. They, they will have to die. Because they, they have been following you since you are a child. You have been struggling with that addiction. Struggling with that particular sin. And you are, you are trusting God that one day you will be free. There is a place where he cannot follow you to. But you are the one to journey there. So let's say you began to pray. And you are trusting the Lord. You are studying the word. You are growing day by day. You will not be able to actually pinpoint and say um, this day on the 17th of uh, March, 2023. This kind of victory, you will look back one day and find out that for nine months, something that used to bedevil you all along has no power over you again because you overcame it by becoming. You grew. It is growth that provoked that change. You will not, you will not use vow and determination and say, from today, it will never work that way. You will be laboring. You will be praying. One day you will hit a particular volume of prayer that that thing cannot cross with you again into that place. When you get to that point, even you yourself cannot take credit for your freedom because you just know daily, daily, you were focusing on him, you were praying. Today I'm speaking to people who are challenged by even sickness, diseases. No matter what case it is, there is a place it can't follow you to. It's just about how far you want to journey. If you keep laboring, if you keep building capacity, there is a point. The Bible says through the fatness of your neck, the yoke will be broken. There is a particular point where your neck grew to. There is no size of chain to hold you again. Freedom becomes who you are. The Bible says you shall know the truth. I told you that there are two platforms of intervention. One is the anointing. Number two is the truth. The anointing can set you free. The truth can make you free. The difference is that the anointing will intervene. The truth will make you to become free. 
you are no longer capable of being brought under captivity again. There is so much effort, so much labor, you know, to have that sharp, sharp, that overnight intervention. But most of the times, it is even more tedious to defend your victory because you didn't know how to secure it in the first place. Tonight, I want to encourage someone who is already on the path and you are not getting the kind of feedback that you expected, the sharp response. I want to encourage stay on that matter. It is, it is only still by prayer. Prayer. See, you prayed about it. You prayed about it. It looked like it, it, did, not, it did not work the way you expected. Continue to labor in prayer. There is a volume of prayer you hit. It will, be, it will now be impossible for that predicament to follow. It, 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 it is like impurity going through fire. There is a temperature that it must respond to. So continue to add temperature. Continue to add. We are, we are, we are talking about intensity now. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. Don't give up yet, brother. It's no time to back down. Don't accept that explanation. Don't accept any explanation. Insist that there is a way. Because there is. There is. Don't settle for that situation. You know, there is a way a situation can become so, so long around you and then the... You, you can just settle with it. Hey. So, a parent gave active names huh, to, the, to a person. And a whole generation, the only thing they can remember her as is the woman with the issue of blood. Your situation can now rename you. And you just carry it. You, they, they, no rep, they, they don't know her name. If you are here, and you are almost giving up. And it's beginning to look like Satan had the last laugh. I have good news for you. This matter is about intensity. It's the person that refused to quit that will win. Most of the times, there is something called repressal attack. Feedback. When what you are doing is effective, you must receive feedbacks. If your prayer truly shook something, there must be a counter feedback as, as an attestation that you provoked somebody. Why did you stop praying because things now got worse? Things got worse means that prayer taught something. Ah, don't stop prayer. Don't stop it. You said, okay, things are not working. Things are tight. So you prayed in the night. Your landlord now came and said, pack. Ah, brother, it's a sign. It's a sign. Don't, don't sleep the next night. The last night, enter that same prayer. That prayer that, that, you know, when these things are set in motion, the idea of the Spirit is to convince you that this thing you are even doing is making matters worse. Cry, cry. If your prayer did not, did not create any... Hey, from time to time, I test my work with God by the number of persecution and the number of, you know, attacks God permits to come around my life. Mind you, there is nothing God will allow that will come to you that you don't have capacity to withstand. When you come out of those seasons, you come out better. 
And anything you have overcome, you can check it out of any other person's life. There is a scar on your body bearing a mark that you have prevailed over this thing before. So you can speak over that thing on the life of another. When God wants to give you capacity to command deliverance on a particular matter, he allows you to have a taste of it. Many of us, you are busy crying over something that is just an answer prayer. Lord, increase me. You are the only ones that thought increase will come just as pleasure, as breakthrough. Many times, increase will come as the power to get wealth. Where do you touch that power from? You touch it in the basest place of scarcity. You will stay like this and find out that you did not touch money. You that thought that it, it would be impossible to go a week. Then you will stay one day and look from up to down. When God has taught you that without nothing, you are still important. You are mighty on your throne. You reign. You ancient Zion's king. Kadosh, Kadosh. You are mighty on your throne. You reign. You reign. You reign. You reign. You ancient Zion's king. I need you to take five minutes. Five minutes wherever you are. I want you to just pray in tongues. You don't need a prayer point. Just, just increase intensity. That's all. Increase intensity. Just build heat. Just build heat. where you are. Make sure you are praying. Holy Ghost, I may not understand. I may not know what is happening. But I press. I press. I continue to contend. I continue to contend. I refuse. I refuse to accept that condition. Continue to press.
blessed by this message you just listened to and you wish to make Jesus your Lord and personal Savior, kindly repeat the prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe in your Son, Jesus Christ, and that He died for my sins and was raised from the dead for my justification. I therefore confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord of my life. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I am born again. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just said this prayer, please send us an email at info at encounterjesusministry.org or info.ejfi.ng at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at www.encounterjesusministry.org.